And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champion for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Darren Fee. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colin Coyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Garrity and meet of the football champions. Hello ladies and gentlemen and welcome to another episode of the We Are Mead podcast. It's our first podcast of the year so we hope you all had a lovely Christmas and we take this opportunity to wish you all a happy new year and using that I suppose as a seamless link. It's been a relatively happy new year for Andy McEntee and the Mead senior football team who won both group matches in the Borden Amona O'Byrne Cup and then saw off a determined Longford side to book their place in the final next Sunday in Port Leash. It really was uh, a really good start to the new year, 100% record so far for Mead. Mead's first game in the O'Byrne Cup was away to Carlow on Wednesday the 3rd of January and Mead dug out a result here, uh, winning on a scoreline of 9 points to 7 a late rally by Mead there, seeing them win by 2 points. Next up was a home game against Wicklow on uh, the 7th of January Sunday the 7th and Mead ran out very comfortable winners here um, by 18 points, winning on a scoreline of 4 goals and 19 to Wicklow's 11 points and a lot of new faces in the Mead team that day uh, doing very well in particular for myself Paddy Kennelly of Dunderry and Mark McCabe uh, or Maniac 2000 as we're going to call him from now on um, both doing very well um, on their starts there uh, against Wicklow uh, this victory set up a semi-final pairing with Longford Longford of course who Mead will be playing in the Leinster Championship uh, in the last weekend of May neither team were going to be uh, showing their hand too much but they played last Sunday um, in what was to become an historic day in the GAA when the would-be winners Mead won after a free-taking competition uh, at the end of extra time. Uh, the both teams had finished level at the end of full time and then at the end of extra time and with the new rules in place for these competitions uh, in January the game had to be finished uh, on, on the day so it was Mead who who, who went through after beating uh, Longford in a free-taking competition that really was a spectacle to hold um, in Park Tolchin. It was exciting stuff. Uh, in this game, though, Mead trailed by four points at half time after a very, very, very poor first half display. Um, you know, it didn't look like Mead were going to be able to get back into it, but a, a strong second half display saw uh, saw them lead by a point going into added time before Longford levelled with the last kick of the game. Uh, two wonderful scores, it has to be said. Um, Mead going ahead with a, an, an amazing point by, by Sean Tobin um, on, on 34 minutes minutes but it was Robbie Smith the corner forward for Longford again with another spectacular score to draw level on 37 minutes and to bring the game into extra time and extra time ensued and Mead looked to have booked their place in the final with a minute and a half of extra time remaining Joey Wallace pointed to leave Mead four points ahead and I suppose we were all thinking right we're 
we need to get ourselves home, get warmed up and get ready for, for, for Port Leash next Sunday. But Longford were not done yet and a goal and a point in 90 seconds um, saw them draw level with Mead on the stroke of full time at the end of extra time and uh, it just meant that we were ready for the first time in history a men's inter-county football uh, match. The result was going to be decided on a free-taking competition and straight away after uh, the, the, the whistle went, Kieran Flynn, the new Mead PRO, read out the rules over the Tannoy system for everybody uh, in Park Tolchin uh, so that they knew what was going to happen and we were all ready to witness history then. It was Sean Tobin, Simon St. Man, who stepped up to take the first ever kick in a free-taking uh, free taking competition to settle a match but his shot went narrowly wide luckily enough um, we had two scorers it was Maniac 2000 Mark McCabe and Killian O'Sullivan of Minalvi both getting on the uh, the scoreboard with the next two kicks um, Longford did manage to get a score through Sean McCormick but they missed their remaining three shots and uh, it was Mead who prevailed and see 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 themselves true to the Borden Mona of Bourne Cup final next Sunday as I said in Port Leash at 4pm but after the game I was lucky I got talking to uh, Andy McEntee and we got to discuss his thoughts on the game and the history making manner in which the game was settled. I'm joined now by Andy McEntee the Mead manager. Andy we were just talking about it off air there a very interesting way uh, in a historic way to finish a game of football it was a free taking competition but luckily enough me came out on the right side of it yeah I suppose I mean you do get a certain element of luck when it comes down to it I mean there's a lot going on fellas have played a lot of football heavy conditions wet ball bit of a wind an element of luck they've had one score that went in off the post we had one score that went in off the post but it's not an easy thing you know 50 yard free kick wind or no wind with you or against you it's just not an easy thing especially if you've played anything up to 90 minutes of football. Yeah, like you'd played 70 minutes of, uh, of, of normal time, then you'd played the 20 minutes of uh, extra time, and to go into that free-taking competition, uh, look, it, was, it wasn't it was ideal, but like, what, what are your thoughts on it, finishing a game like that? Oh, look, I think, uh, I think everybody got their, their shillings worth of the crowd, and you could, you could sense there was, a, there was excitement and there was a bit of fun in the crowd, and I think regardless of which way it went, uh, nobody was going to be, you know, too distraught. But uh, having said that, I'm, I'm delighted that we came out the right side of it. Yeah, and I suppose to take it back then to the game itself, it was a poor enough first half uh, by Mead, but uh, definitely second half came out all guns blazing and turned a four-point deficit into a three-point lead at one stage there. But Longford, to their credit, never gave up as well. No, they never, they never went away, unfortunately. Uh, and even at, even at uh, in extra time, you know, you're, you're four points up. At, at you know 88 odd minutes played in the in, in the game, you don't expect the team to come back and hit you. Uh, you know it can be hard to score in extra time at times. Everybody's a little bit tired, uh, so they never went away. But yeah, our, our, our first half wasn't wasn't what we would like to to have been. Uh, second half, the the tempo of the game was was much was much better, and uh, I, I no more than a lot of other people saying the substitutes certainly played a role in that. I think. I suppose, and looking at the first half, it was something that was commented on up in the in the press area was that we looked very defensive, with 15 players behind in in our own half at some stages, but they didn't seem to get forward. But in the second half, obviously the changes that you made, players were drifting in, getting in behind that Longford defence, and it made all the difference. And the substitutions, as you said, made a huge difference. Yeah, I think I think we were standing off from just a little bit too much in the first half, and uh, second half we pushed up a little bit more and we're a little bit more aggressive. Uh, 
bit more like what they were like last week against Wicklow. Like, yeah, yeah. Look, at, I mean, it, 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 uh, it's funny. Like they, they were, I think you, you know, you fellas should probably realise they had a playing into a bit of a breeze, and they were quite happy to keep it the way it was, keep mm. the score scoring down. Funny, both teams seem to score better uh, against the wind. Than, than with it, but uh, yeah, look at I mean I, I say much more happy with with the uh, with the second half than with the first. Yeah, and, and I suppose you don't lose the run of ourselves. It is Oberon Cup. It is January, but obviously you know uh, having a hundred percent record at this time of the year is great, and you have to have one eye, probably two eyes, re- really on the league at this stage. Oh yeah, look, there's no doubt that you know uh, regardless of what happened today, our focus has to be on the on that first round against Roscommon, you know and. I think everybody understands the task uh, that lies ahead of us. That's not going to be easy uh, yeah. down there. It, it'll take a massive effort. Uh, it'll take more of what we had, more than what we've shown today. To be perfectly honest, I think to get through a game like that. So that's you know that's that's where most people's focus is. I think you know, in two weeks' time. Yeah, and then you're through to your Burn Cup final next week. What kind of a hand are you going to have? Have you got many injuries after the, today? I know that Porrick McKeever, and uh, Simonson man, he hasn't featured yet. Is he carrying an injury or? Yeah, he picked up a bit of a, a bit of a, a pelvic strain there a couple of weeks ago and. Uh, but he's 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 there thereabouts. So uh, next Sunday might be an opportunity to get some game time into the likes of him. You know, we'd, and we have a couple of guys who picked up a few little bumps and bruises there today as well. So we'll have to uh, we'll have to do a kind of a, a round of the casualty unit on on maybe tomorrow and, and see exactly where everybody is. They're facing Westmead in that one uh, local derby. <laughs> um, but have to, having to travel down to Port Leash is that going to be uh, a problem of any sort? No, look at it. I mean, it is where it is. I mean, we have to travel to Port Leash. They have to travel to Port Leash. No excuses. I mean, you want to play the game, you play the game. So wherever wherever uh, the GA decide it's going to be played, we'll be there. And obviously, Mead are going out to win that. You want a 100% record. You want to keep that going. And winning is a mentality, I suppose, and it's a habit. Yeah, yeah. It, it, look at I mean, uh, I, I think even there at the end where it wasn't life or death, you much prefer win than lose, and, and that's why they keep the score. So it, it is important, and uh, it's good for us, and it's good for the mentality. And uh, regardless of what team is is uh, is representing us next Sunday, we'll be wanting to win the game. So that was a fairly positive Andy McIntyre. He's got his eyes on on the league at this stage. Of course, there's a cup to be won next week, but again, Andy, not losing sight of what is important for me this year and uh, Division 2 definitely is where Mead need to progress and try and get through to that Division 1 football where, where Mead and Mead supporters think that we should be. Um, I got the chance to ask player Brian Menton did he know what format the free-taking competition would take and uh, this was his response. I, I did look it up weeks ago um, when the, just before the Auburn Cup started um, but I didn't think it would happen you know. Um, probably would have fancied one myself there if I was able to walk at the last five minutes but um, to get seven or 90 minutes into legs is, is great um, I, wish I, I wish I was able to take one at the end there just for the crack but the, the crowd seemed to love it um, it's, it's an unfortunate way for, for Longford to go but um, I think it was good crack anyway and I, like, I think the crowd enjoyed it you know yeah, they did and, and the thing about it is like okay, and if it was a league game or a championship game, yeah. you wouldn't be too happy about it. But because it is the O'Byrne Cup and it's not as important as the rest of them, um, you know, 
and it does need to be finished next week. Yeah. You know, it was fine to, 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 to finish the game like yeah, that. It would, it would be cruel to do something like that in the Championship, you know. Um, and, and obviously leagues, you can draw games in leagues. So you just, it's a point system, so it, it wouldn't count. But um, for the Auburn Cup, I think it's fine. You know, you just want to finish the competition. But we're happy to play another game next week. You know, I'd, I'd prefer to play games every week than, you know, it's hard to replicate that in training, you know, games like that. Yeah. You get 90 minutes under the belt of com- competitive football. Well, that's uh, the second time you mentioned that I want to come to it is that 90 minutes. For you, that's brilliant to get 90 minutes. You got the full 70 minutes and then you got the full 20 minutes in, in uh, extra time. And how's the body feeling after that? Because, you know, it, 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 as you said, it's better than any training yeah. or any running session that you could do. Yeah, well, like I, I actually do suffer with um, calf cramps at the end of a game, you know. So, for me to to get seventy minutes under the belt, I'd, I'd usually be happy with. Um, and I didn't didn't start feeling them until about eighty five minutes in, you know, for the last five minutes of the, of the extra time. So, to get ninety minutes under the belt, hopefully, will 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 be beneficial to me for the national league in a couple of weeks. Yeah, and then looking at the game itself, uh, it was obvious that um, the goalkeeper for Longford wasn't going to put any kickouts in top. Of yourself and Adam Flanagan but you seem to dominate that sector the pair of you um, you were up against a, a tough uh, pair in, in Farrell and Gallagher um, but you did definitely hold your own there yeah well the first half was a little bit frustrating because a, a lot of short um, kickouts. but we wanted them to go as long as possible because we were confident that we could win that field and if we didn't we'd, we'd, we'd have our half forwards there to win the breaks but um you know, every like every intercounty team is going to have a strong midfield. You know, everything's going to be competitive in every part of the field. So, if they can kick long, I'd be I'd be happy to to, to go for it every time. And so would Adam, and yeah. so would Harry, yeah. and so would Harry. Yeah, and, and and it's great to see that you have you have options there in the midfield as well this year. And then you've got the likes of we'll say the substitutes that come in there, like the likes of um, uh, Mark McKay, big men covering that whole sector. Um, and it's something that we can really make hay on this year. Yeah, there's there's a few lads that have left, but the lads that have stepped stepped in have been brilliant, you know. Um, and we do definitely have depth in the squad. Um, you look at like Killian and James weren't even there for the Wicklow game, yeah. and the difference they made today when they came on. Um, Joey Wallace, Joey Wallace, brilliant, and Eamon is still to come back. You know, there's, there's massive depth there, and it, and you see it in training. It's a massive competition in training the whole time. So um, I believe that. You know, we have the five or six subs that can make a difference in any. Dan O'Neill as well, when he came in, Brilliant. kicked two great points as well yeah. from play. I'd say he fancied himself to go forward for the for the free kicking competition <laughs> at the end there, but um, he had to give it to a few forwards anyway. But yeah, he did. He did brilliant when he came on. He's. He's a very energetic and he's a very strong runner um, and he's very physical in the tackle. So, uh, yeah, he's a great sub to bring in. You said it yourself as well. You mentioned it, that you know a lot of lads have dropped themselves off the panel this year. There's serious strength and depth and a lot of the new guys that have come in have really showed up well as well. Um, and a lot of the young fellas, I'm think, talking of uh, young Glenn from... Uh, the Wolf Tones, Tommaso Riley, Mark McCabe, um, you know, they're all, Shane Gallagher as well, as Simonson, yeah. they've all really, really um, showed that they're well able for this level of football. Brilliant, yeah, they've all been, they've all been brilliant. And not, we all see them in club football, every championship game that we play. Um, they're brilliant and they're, they're taking their chance now and they're really putting it in and training. So um, I've no depth, I've no a doubt that there's there's massive depth in our squad and then I suppose you're through to the uh, O'Burn Cup final next weekend but one eye maybe even two eyes have to be on uh, Ross Common in the first round of the National Football League it's a massive year for me Division 2 football chance to get back up to Division 1 
and really have to hit the ground running. Yeah, yeah. As I said, I, I, I prefer to play games every single week in preparation for for national football league. Um, I think I think it's more beneficial. It's hard to replicate it in training. As I said, like you know, a competitive game against another inter-county team is going to be as beneficial as possible um, for, for the National League coming up and Roscommon away is going to be a tough one and so is Westmead next weekend so, so hopefully it will be beneficial to us and the know. fact that you've got a, an O'Byrne Cup final do you think that Andy might take it easy on you in training this week? I, I don't know I don't know I can't comment on that one it's really hard to tell <laughs> it's it's really, I don't know I don't know hopefully there'll be a recovery day tomorrow anyway after 90 minutes so you never know we'll wait and see I'll do what I have to do so that was Brian Menton, of course, delighted to get so many minutes of football into uh, the legs today. He wasn't looking forward to doing extra training and whatever, so he got 90 minutes in, um, which is fantastic for Brian. Great to see him back in there at midfield, and he really he really did uh, control that midfield sector when the ball was kicked out himself and Adam Flanagan. When the ball was kicked to that area, they did seem to dominate it, so great to see Brian Menton uh, back in there and getting 90 minutes of play under the belt. Um, we also got a chance to talk to one of the substitutions uh, at half-time, Brian Power, and just to discuss with him how uh, the substitutions in the second half made all the difference. Yeah, exactly like you said, you know, um, Killian came on, did a, did, a, did a great effort, James as well. Um, obviously, first half we were, we were quite disappointed now. We had a strong wind and just we couldn't get going at all. I didn't know, we didn't know what was going on, but we, we got ourselves together at half time. And yeah, I came in along with Killian and James and I felt the three of us made a good difference along with everyone else came on the second half and the lads were on already. So we were really happy with the second, performance, with the second half performance. Yeah, you came in for uh, Brian Connolly, who, who did, didn't do anything wrong in the first half, but you came in and you just made yourself available at that centre half back position and you kind of shored up the defence for the second half. Yeah, I think Breen was uh, caught between a rock and a hard place so he didn't really know whether he was holding or going and, and that does happen. I've been in that position myself and uh, poor Breen, he, he, did, uh, he had to come off and, and I just came on and, and tried to do the, what I do best and, that, and that's just trying to hold up the middle and I think I did that quite well today. Yeah, you did indeed and I suppose looking at it it's, it's only O'Byrne Cup we don't, nobody wants to lose the run themselves or whatever but it's three wins from three chance of silverware next week against Westmead down in Leach as well and just to hit the ground running going into the league as well. Oh exactly, yeah, look our focus this year is to get promotion to Division 1 but our ethos within this team is every game is a championship game and we're trying to win it whether it be a Burn Cup League or championship so look we're delighted to, get, to have a 100% record as we said every game we're trying to win it so yeah we're absolutely absolutely thrilled with the performances and a lot of new lads coming in getting game time and stuff and, and they've put their hand up for, for starting places in the league Yeah it was, it was funny because myself and Brian Menton were just discussing it as well lost a lot of players this year from the panel but all the players that have come into the panel have been well fit to replace those players and have really shown no signs of, of, of not being county standard. Oh, brilliant. Like when you look at the likes of losing Poor Karen and Rio Quillon, Mickey Newman, you're scratching your head at the start of the season going, what's going to happen here? But in fairness to the lads, the management team have brought in a lot of the players and, and they've, like, look at Shane Gallagher, Shane Glenn. Thomas O'Reilly coming in in the second year. The lads are really putting their hands up and, and, and putting a claim on it. It's not ideal losing the players that we did, but look, it is what it is, and we're just going to do the best we can with what we have. And I suppose as well, just to, to, to take it on to the end of the game there today, OK, Mead could have won it in normal time, uh, Longford came back and drew level. At the end, with a minute and a half of injury time left, there was four points in it, and again, Longford just showed uh, their strength and determination that they're not going to go away easily. It goes to a free-taking competition and uh, 
it's historical because it's the first time ever that a game at intercounty level has been uh, um, finished through a free taking competition. What was? Did you know what the format was going to be like beforehand, or had you even thought about to that? Be honest, to be honest, I didn't know what was going on. It was kind of a bit of a laugh and a joke, and then we were kind of going, "Oh wait, this actually has to happen." You know what I mean? So look, we were very disappointed to concede four points with a minute to go. Look, as a defensive group, we'll be kicking ourselves over that. But it happened, and thankfully we came on the the, the right side of the kicking competition. Uh, I wasn't put my hand up for it anyway. I think I was, I was hiding towards the back, so I let the let the fours deal with that one. So I was happy enough. But it, it, it is going down as history. It's going to be the first time ever. Um, quite quite a difficult kick as well. After ninety minutes of football. On a cold January day, you know, to be expected to kick a, a point from 45 metres. But in fairness, uh, we had two two scorers, Mark McCabe and uh, Killian O'Sullivan. And, uh, you know, the two points that we got were enough to see us through to the O'Byrne Cup final. Yeah, in fairness, look, I think eight or nine lads put their hands up straight away. I, I, I'll have to tell the truth and say I wasn't one of them. <laughs> but no, fair play to the lads. They put their hands up straight away and said, I'll take it. And uh, you have to give credit to that. That's uh, that's a good good character to show. Burn Cup final next weekend in Port Leash. What's the? What is your plan now for the week? Um, I'm sure training. You'll probably get a down day tomorrow, uh, a recuperation day. But uh, it's going to be hell for leather again after that. Oh yeah, hell for leather. Look, as I said, we're going to go out every game we play, try and win it. Hopefully, get an L day or two off. But uh, come Tuesday, we'll be back on the pitch, ready to go for action. Yeah. So that was the retort man there, Brian Power. Um, an excellent game it has to be said when he came in at half time um, and uh, like all the substitutes that did come in at half time they all played their part Sean Tobin scoring a goal and two uh, Daniel O'Neill scoring two points and uh, of course uh, young McEntee uh, doing really well and Joey Wallace as well uh, being to the fore so look ladies and gentlemen that's it for this week don't forget Mead are in the O'Byrne Cup final next Sunday it will take place at 4pm in Port Leash it's a double head with the uh, club All Ireland semi final, so um, I know a lot of people have been taken to social media in the last couple of days saying it's ridiculous that the game has been brought down there when it's Westmead and Mead and maybe a coin toss. Um, but as it is at the moment, that game is fixed for four o'clock in Port Leash next Sunday. So do get out and support your team. Um, stay tuned for more podcasts from uh, us here at We Are Mead, and uh, don't forget We Are Mead. Why? It matters more.